And now, The Mentors, one of the most popular and unique shows on the radio today. Each week, one of our four remarkable CEOs, including Tom Lord, John Phillips, and Rick Brutico, will challenge your thinking about life and work. Sought after for their success and for consistently putting people first, treating employees and customers with respect, and helping others succeed, now these same CEOs, the mentors, want to help you achieve your highest level of profitability, success, and personal fulfillment in life, at work, and in business. Now, here's your mentor. Welcome to The Mentors. I'm John Phillips, your mentor for today, and it's great to have you with us. The only reason I'm here on The Mentors is to help you be successful in whatever you do. I want you to overcome any challenges and obstacles you may have to being the best you can be. Everything we talk about is pulled from my own firsthand experience in a business I launched more than 20 years ago with my wife, Mary. I went from zero to more than $10 million in sales and still growing strong. And believe me, we had successes failures, and lessons along the way. So you can count on me to share solid practical tips and advice that can help you put your business on the right path to more sales. I want to help you fulfill your dreams in business and to, and to do it in an ethical way where you put people first. You know at work you're often asked to wear a lot of hats. Some of those hats don't fit your job description. It happens to all of us. That's even more true if you're a manager or a C-level executive, and it's most true if you're a business owner. As a business owner, your company's success and failure depends on you and your team. As an owner, you are the person who has to make sure your team is trained properly. You have to make sure that they have all the right tools they need for success. You have to make sure there is a system in place for them to follow. And you have to make sure the key metrics are measured and tracked. As we all know, what's, what's measured or tracked gets done. And all these hats, all these responsibilities, one of the most important one is sales. Think about it. Nothing happens if someone doesn't buy your product or service. It's as simple as that. If no one buys your company's widgets, there is no income. No way to pay salaries, no way to pay taxes, no way to manufacturing or production, no way to even promote your business or do, or do good for others. No sales equals no sustainability for a company. Yet sales is one of the most challenging aspects of business for many people. Have you noticed that? What most people don't realize is that everyone has to sell something. You might not think you're selling when you're asked for a better deal from your cable company or when you give your, your, your parents reason to lend you money or when you invite people to come to a party, but you're selling. You're always selling. In business, how many people do you know, maybe even yourself, that say, oh, there's no way I could ever be in sales? How many times have you seen people flounder in business because they were afraid to sell. They had maybe the best product in the world, but they were uncomfortable telling anybody about it. How do you think these companies would be around? Trust me, not long. No matter how good their product or service is, you have to be able to sell it. Today we have a solution for you. Someone who can help you overcome your fear of sales and even enjoy it. Joining us today on The Mentors is Jeff Motter. Jeff is a seasoned, highly successful sales professional. When it comes to sales, he's done it all. In fact, Jeff cut his teeth working to the toughest markets possible. Insurance, and then even worse, selling timeshares. Can you imagine selling timeshares? That's gotta be rough. But Jeff found a way not only to succeed, but shine. He found a way to make people enjoy their experience with him. And with the timeshare. Whether they purchased or not, they left happy. They told their friends. He turned a thousand no's into yeses and became one of the industry's top sellers. He went on to train individuals and teams in many other industries how to sell effectively and naturally. And throughout his career, 
He has made it a point to treat everyone ethically and with respect. So how did he do it? Is there a secret sauce to his success and his ethics? Jeff promises to tell us all, and that's why I'm so glad he could join us here today. Jeff, welcome to The Mentors. Thank you, John. I'm glad to be here. It's my honor and privilege. Well, we got to know. Tell us how you got your start and uh, how you get your start in sales, and then tell us about uh, timeshares. I'm interested to know. <laughs> yeah, timeshares. The two ways I know to get a reaction from people is, hi, I'm Jeff. Would you like to buy a timeshare? Or, hi, I'm Jeff. Do you know Jesus? They get the, pretty much the same response. Um, <laughs> Uh, how did I get started in sales? Well, the very first thing I, I sold besides newspapers was I, I went door to door. I lived in Alexandria, Virginia growing up, and we sold these I live in historic Alexandria bumper stickers for, for the Boy Scout troop. And we simply went door to door, and I thought it was fun. It was a game, and it was, it was competitive, and I've always been competitive. So I sold enough bumper stickers at 50 cents to send four kids to camp that summer. So I said, wow, this is pretty cool. And um, so it's, um, it's, it's always sort of been in my blood. And as a young person, because I was competitive, my, my, I was the youngest store manager in the history of McDonald's at the time, and they even sent me to Hanford University. And I, I was always thinking that, you know, someday I was going to uh, have my own McDonald's, but then I had an opportunity to, um, you know, get a job that paid three, four times as much. And ultimately, I decided that the, everybody's selling every single day, whether they like to or not. So I, I better get good at that. And my, my dad was one of the founding people in the whole world of vacation timeshare. And that's a whole different story. But he said, you can't come work for me until you learn how to sell. And he sent me to sell insurance door to door. And I worked for this company called Combined Insurance Company. A guy named W. Clement Stone founded it. Yeah, same founder of Success Magazine. And that was just an incredible experience. And um, they, they taught us about the importance of an organized sales talk and, and just a lot of principles that, are, that were true a million years ago and they're still true. What, what's interesting is that, um, you know, we had to start going every Monday morning. We had us going and, and knock on the door of a bank president. Like most small towns in the country, um, at Main Street, they have a bank on the corner. And one of the things that he had us do or the company had us do was start every Monday morning, first thing, going in to try to talk to a bank president. And everything else was downhill from that. So that's how I get started. <laughs> so not only did you sell timeshares, you got even started even harder than that. You had to go door to door. So you sure know how to take a no. Timeshare. <laughs> yeah, that would make you appreciate timeshares. I know when the people show up here door to door, it's not always. I mean, I have to appreciate it because I know how hard it is to sell something. And I certainly appreciate the effort that, that they go through. But they most often catch me at the most inopportune times. And... It's pretty interesting watching how some of these young men and young women can show up and just take a no, and some of them can turn around and make you a little bit happier for the day and end up, I am a sucker for a good salesperson, so I end up buying some stuff door to door, and I swear I'll never do that again and waste my time, but yet good salespeople are talented, and they can take people and, and make, them, make them want their company, make them want their product, give them a chance, and it's, it's, it's a unique thing. But um, in selling timeshares, I mean, obviously, so many people, they've marketed it where you get to go there for your free buffet dinner if you sit through a timeshare. Um, and I guess, you know, at least they're in beautiful places and generally in pretty good moods, but it's a pretty tough sell, isn't it? Um, I would probably say it's the hardest sell out there because, like you know, John, when nobody ever comes out, comes in and says, hey, wow, I want to buy a timeshare today, right? That nobody wakes right. up and honey, let's just drive down to the beach and we're going to buy a timeshare. In fact, quite the opposite is true. Almost everybody comes in, you know, it's typically husband and wife, and they've made a blood pact together that no matter what you say, no matter how... Let me stop you right there, Jeff. I'm sorry. We've got to go to a break. I want to hear your story when we come back. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show. I'm John Phillips. I'm speaking with Jeff Motter, founder of MinuteToSales.com where anyone can learn to be as successful at sales and build great relationships in minutes, not hours or months. After the break, we'll hear more from Jeff about selling some timeshares and more information. We'll see you after the break. 
God, my health insurance is killing me. Well, it was killing me, too. That's why I just switched to a non-insurance ministry. It only costs $320 per month for my family of seven, and it's even less for couples and singles. Wow. It's a solid organization, been around 17 years. We have the dependability of a proven method, but it's different. It's Christian-based, so we don't have to pay for non-Christian practices like abortions. Plus, we can choose our own doctors. What is it? Samaritan Ministries. SamaritanMinistries.org. That's easy to remember. SamaritanMinistries.org. Imagine waking up and walking just eight steps to your work. No commute, no traffic. You set your own hours, full-time or part-time. Your choice. Supplement your income, replace your income. It's up to you. HopeInACan.com can help you get there. These aren't empty promises. When Catherine, a popular hairstylist back east, became ill and needed different work, she became part of the Hope in a Can team. Within two years, she not only regained her health, but also more than replaced her income. Mary, a nurse and mother of nine in the Midwest, quit nursing to be with her family and work from home. Her income put nine children through college. A near-retirement dentist is happily building a post-retirement business. What are your goals? Call now, toll-free to learn more. 855-921-HOPE. That's 855-921-HOPE. Or go to HopeInACan.com. That's HopeInACan.com. HopeInACan.com. Because you're active in your church, you may have wondered, how can we maintain the quality of our stained glass windows? What is their value? What would repairs cost? You can get a no-cost analysis of your church's stained glass windows at WillitHauser.com to help you make the best decisions for restoration or new windows. A free inspection and evaluation of your church's windows by the Willethauser Artisans can answer your questions. Over 120 years of stained glass design and restoration experience. Willethauser.com. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back to The Mentors Radio Show. I'm John Phillips. We're talking to Jeff Modern founder of MinuteToSales.com, where you can get great sales training programs and a free webinar. Before the break, Jeff was telling us about how he got involved in sales. Um, and we're going to go back to him finishing his story on that. But first of all, always remember you can join us at TheMentorsRadio.com for free podcasts, leave messages, questions for our guests, and we're available 24-7 at TheMentorsRadio.com. Jeff, before the break, you started to tell us about getting into timeshares, and you're right, nobody ever gets up in the morning and thinks, I'm going to go buy a timeshare today, but yet you met people that were there for you to sell timeshares every day. Yeah, well, <laughs> so <laughs> nobody ever comes in to sell it, and um, you know, when I first started, it was, it was, pretty, it was pretty challenging because I, I went to work for my dad, and he owned the resort, and nobody there was my fan. They... Um, in fact, uh, my very first day, one of the guys leading said, hey, listen, um, if you don't sell one out of the first 10, I'm the guy that's going to fire you. So I figured that if I wanted to stay there, I had to learn how to do it. Um, but fortunately, I always like to challenge. And um, so anyway, I, I've learned how to do it. And nobody ever, I think the original question is that it, it's hard to sell timeshare. And, and, and it, it really is maybe one of the most difficult things to sell that I've ever known because you can, it's a today type of thing. Um, so you have to figure out how to overcome people's fears or objections in a, in a relatively short period and turn them in, you know, turn those into yeses. And um, so to me, it's second nature and, and it's fun because it's like anything else in order to the people you're talking to. If you're making somebody's lives better, and you have a, a product or a service that they should have because it's going to enrich them and help them lead a bigger and better life. And you don't help them see that or take advantage of it. Heck, it's your fault. You know, I, like you, came into a family business. I started working for my dad, and my dad was a super good salesman. Uh, still is a super good salesman. Unfortunately, though, he just retired here a few months ago. Fortunate for him, unfortunate for us. But um, <laughs> I learned a lot about sales. You know, and the one thing that I that amazed me about my dad is he never, ever pressured anybody. He always um, made a friend. And even after he's retired, it's amazing how many people that he's already sold still call just to say hi. Um, you know, he disarmed people by not being there first to sell something, but being there to be their friend, help them understand. Um, he built enthusiasm 
by allowing them to answer questions. And, you know, it's it pretty amazing to watch people be disarmed. I, you know, I too also had got to, to sell things from, I sold some cars for my father-in-law. I sold some cars for some other people, uh, many things. And like, and like we said in the opening, we're always selling something. One of the things that's always been beneficial is to believe in what you're selling too. I found that, I find that to be, um, you know, a huge advantage, but you've got somebody that comes in to a timeshare. The wife and husband have made a pack. We're not going to buy anything today. There's no way we can afford it. We're just here to get our free steak dinner tonight. And then you come moseying on up to them and they're automatically on the defense. What do you do to take that away from them and get on their side? <laughs> you say, hello, how are you? <laughs> um, so when the people come in, you know they're scared, right? You know what's going on inside their mind. They're afraid that you're going to try to sell them something that they don't want. They don't think they can use it. They can't afford it. They've heard all these horror stories about, you know, all these different things. But it's just like anything else. You, you have to uh, make, a break, make a quick rapport with people. Just care about them. Look at them and smile and say, hey, how are you doing? And try somehow to, uh, you know, put their fears to rest. You let them know exactly what's going to happen so you don't, you don't scare them. And you let them know it's okay to say no. You know, we're, we're just going to show you around, and if it makes sense, and um, it's great. And if it doesn't, that's okay, too. Uh, in fact, I don't even know, and, and this works for almost anything that you're selling. You don't know if it's going to work for them, right, because you don't understand their personal situation. You don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know what they need. So, you know, I, I, I used to teach people it's, it's a game of getting to know you. It's discovery. So let's just learn about you. And the, the most important, the most easiest way to get somebody's attention is let them talk about their favorite subject, which is 99.9% of the time, them. So the key is to just get them talk and listen to them, ask questions. You are so, so correct. I've watched that so many times. When I was selling automobiles and stuff, I, uh, you know, living here in Arizona, there's a lot of trains, you know, a lot of people from all over the country visiting, you know, there's no real, real natives here. Um, and being that I had traveled so much in my professional life, my one of the things I did was, where are you from? Oh, well, we live in Mason. No, I mean before that. Oh, we're from wherever, somewhere in Nebraska. And, I, and because I had so much familiarity, I'd start talking to him about that. Next thing you know, what do you do there? Oh, we're farmers. How many, how many acres do you farm? And then, like you said, they love to talk about themselves. And then they're disarmed. Next thing you know, instead of you being that evil son of a gun that's trying to sell them something you're there helping them buy you're their friend you're helping them buy you know a little bit about you about them and uh it seems to really get get the tone of that relationship set into a direction where you can help them buy yeah, i agree 100 percent. and what you did is just natural right so it's how you would have a conversation with somebody on the street if you were you know, riding uh, or sitting in an airport and you're talking to somebody, one of the most natural things. So where are you from? You know, where are you, where's your family? How'd you get there? And, and you let them tell their story. And, and, and people will start to open up, you know, and, and some people don't, you know, because they're afraid that if they talk to you, um, you, know, they're, 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 you know, they've got their anti-sales hat on. But if you care enough about them and listen to them and ask relevant questions and, and listen to them when they're talking, really See, what I learned a long time ago, people feel what you feel more than they hear what you say. So if they, if they feel how much you care about them, and you really care, and you, so you care enough to listen instead of thinking about what you're going to say next, um, it's just, it, it, it just melts people. It's just, I've seen it happen in, in multiple things. I, I actually sold cars for two weeks in between a, a, a program one time. It was the easiest thing I ever did. Um, people showed up and wanted to buy a car. It wasn't even there. <laughs> um. I used to laugh at my dad. I would call him up and I'd say, hey, dad, I got a call from this customer. And um, what's this about or whatever? And he'd go, oh, that's, you know, so-and-so. And he likes antique cars. He's got a 53 Chevy Coupe and he just did that. Him and his wife went on. And I go through this whole dissertation all about these people. And then finally, I just give up talking about the job. But when I knew the guy, I called him up and told him who I was. And just because my dad had developed that relationship, everything went so easily because he took that time to, you know, he met somebody that, like you said, knew that they cared about him. The other thing, 
that people feel is what you feel about your product. If you're in love with your product and you understand your product and you truly believe in your product and you're not just selling this product to, um, to benefit, to prosper, but you're selling it because you believe in it and you know that it's going to help the customer, that it's going to be a good thing for them, that it's the best thing for them. That truly shines through with, uh, in your whole sales pitch. I mean, that's another disarming thing that happens. And I go out to buy so many things and I, and I see salesmen just come up there and they kind of pre-qualify you and they're just really not interested. They just want to say, you know, if I can, would you, how, what's your budget, what's your payment? It drives me absolutely nuts, but let's continue that after the break. Um, you're listening to the mentors radio show. I'm John Phillips. I'm speaking with Jeff Motter, founder of minute to sales.com about how to have success in sales. Don't miss out on what's coming. It will change the way you think about the sales process. See you on the other side of the break. My name is Nick Jordan. I'm the founder of Wells of Life. I'm here to tell you that there are 10 million people in Uganda without access to clean water. Imagine your water comes from a stream or pond shared with animals. Imagine that this water is loaded with parasites and disease. Each day, you have to walk three miles to fetch this because it's all the water there is. So what can you do about this? The great news is you can do a lot. Go to wellsoflife.net and make a personal donation. Talk to your family, church, or company about funding your own well. Every penny goes to fund your well and will bring water and life to as many as a thousand parishioners in rural Uganda for up to 20 years. In this jubilee year of mercy, why not make this your act of mercy in Jesus' name? Go to wellsoflife.net and make a personal donation. wellsoflife.net All Catholics are invited to join the Young Catholic Professionals, YCP for short, National Movement. One of the nation's fastest-growing Catholic organizations, with chapters in 15 cities nationwide and international interest, YCP was founded by peers to inspire young professionals to work and witness for Christ. YCP's programs are designed to help young people at every stage of the journey to grow as Catholics and as professionals. Our members use their experience to become ambassadors of the faith in the public square, forming tomorrow's leaders to step forward in their communities, parishes, and workplaces. There's an opportunity for Catholics of all ages to get involved. Visit our website, youngcatholicprofessionals.org, youngcatholicprofessionals.org, to learn more about how you can get involved in this exciting apostolate. That's youngcatholicprofessionals.org, youngcatholicprofessionals.org. Attention salespeople. Are you struggling trying to make sales on a daily basis so you can earn more money and enjoy a better lifestyle? Are you sick and tired of prospects telling you they want to think about it and not being able to pay your bills? End all that now by going to www.minutestosales.com and sign up for my free webinar. Hello, I'm Jeff Motter and I regularly hear from salespeople and business owners who are struggling to get more sales because they don't know how to sell in a clear and convincing way. And that was me when I started out in sales more than 35 years ago. I knew I had a great product that made people's lives better but for some reason, I just didn't know how to tell people about it in a clear and convincing way. I couldn't even close the door, so to speak. But all that changed when I cracked the code. Since then, I've helped hundreds of people to understand the process and be able to sell at will. If you'd like to start making more sales immediately, sign up for my free webinar at www.minutestosales.com where you can experience for yourself my simple, amazing process and see how it instantly improves your sales ability. Go to www.minutestosales.com today and sign up for my free webinar. Talk to you soon. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. You're listening to The Mentors. You can find all these episodes online at TheMentorsRadio.com. I'm John Phillips. My guest is Jeff Motter, founder of MinuteToSales.com. Before the break, we were talking about how, um, I was talking about how when I go into a, uh, to, to how I appreciate good salespeople and you can feel the ones that actually care about what they're doing and are trying to help me buy. And you know, my wife's actually got to calm me down when I find 
salespeople that are just, you know, if I would, could you, and they're trying to pre-qualify and slam you down in your throat and they don't want to do the work, you know, and you have to do the work. You have to know your customer. You have to get to know them. You have to be friends. You have to be proud of your product and understand it and think that it's good. But during the break, we were talking and uh, it sounds like Jeff, you'd done a little bit of car sales. You were telling me some stories about that. Can you share that with our listeners? Yeah, well, in, in between um, uh, projects, uh, one of my ex-salesmen was selling cars. and said, Jeff, you should come sell cars. It's just, it's fun and it's easy. And so I actually was out there talking to his sales manager. And as I'm talking to him, this, this family drives up in this beautiful car. It had to be, you know, 30 years old. And one of the salespeople was out to talk to him and, and comes back like in t- two minutes and, and says, it's a bunch of fleas. And I said, what's a flea? And he's uh, someone that can't afford anything. And, and um, I see the guys looking at a Camaro. And um, so I said, hey, can I get the keys? Can I go talk to them since it's a flea? And they, they all said, sure, and I started laughing. And so I went out, and the first thing I did was I went over to the wife who's sitting in this car with her baby, and I opened the door and said, hey, he's not going to buy a car without you, is he? And she said, no. I said, come on. So I walked over with the keys and gave him the keys to the car and helped his wife and kid get in. And um, 15 minutes later, sold a brand-new Camaro. It was the easiest thing I ever did. It wasn't even all, you know, um, it's about the prejudging and something that really I've noticed is that um, uh, whenever I go in to buy a, a Mercedes or a, a Jaguar, um, this is a funny story. I bought, my ex-wife had to have this Jaguar convertible white one. I bought three in a row at least. Of and the, the company that sold the cars was incredible. It was in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And it was maybe the best automobile operation I've ever seen. But they delivered a brand new 60,000 Jaguar for me to test drive over the weekend. But I didn't want to spend that much money. I wanted a Jeep Cherokee. So um, my wife, my, my ex-wife said, listen, if you, if you go get a Jeep today, before the, before the weekend, you can have the Jeep. So I showed up. I want to buy a Jeep, right? So the guy starts in, so uh, what, what do you do for a living? And um, how much do you make? And can you afford, what, what monthly payment can you afford? And, you know, like you're saying, is if I could, would you? And I'm thinking, you know, when I go in to buy a Jaguar, nobody treats you like this. <laughs> Nobody asks you these stupid questions and insults you. And here, and, and I, I said, listen, I'm going to buy this today because I want it. I'm going to pay cash for it. I want the best price you can give me. And, you know, I, I hated to buy from him because the way he made me feel, but I had other circumstances. I didn't want to spend $60,000 for another Jaguar that I didn't need. Um, but so I, I think that you have to care about what you're selling, right? Because I had an unfair advantage. I, think about this vacation timeshare. Everyone thinks that's terrible. But what I'm really doing is I'm making people's lives better. I'm helping them create dreams and memories that, that they couldn't otherwise have. You know, I'm helping people that in their old age, they're going to think back about so many vacations that they went on that they wouldn't have had. And it, it, it really makes a difference. You know, when you, when you, so it, it, contrary to what people think, um, we were making people's lives better. That's really what I believe. Um, and, in fact, I did something completely different than anybody I've ever talked to in the timeshare industry, um, I told all my salespeople and everybody on my staff um, that if anybody's unhappy for any reason, give them my cell phone number. So that's a pretty risky thing to do. In, in a, yes. We were doing almost $40 million in sales, so we had a pretty big operation. And, um, but I made it clear to everybody we're making people's lives better, and so I held them accountable. And, and i got to tell you, you get two or three times where a salesperson has to stand up in front of 120 others, and I ask him, what did you say to this person? And I start giving him the New York version of how did that make his life better. If that was my mother, if that was my grandmother, um, how would that make her feel? And pretty soon people believe you that we're really there to make people's lives better. And so as, as I tell people, we have an, I had an unfair advantage, even though people think it, it's tough. Um, I really know that I've seen that. I, I know how the story ends, so to speak. I've seen the people on vacation. I've Generate right. the people that um, that benefited from what you sold them. Yeah, and 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 yeah, the other thing is is being able to teach others how to do it. I think that's the that's the magic. And you know, I, I listen to a lot of different sales trainers and their approach, and they they want to get up there and teach people for you know hours and classes. So that's why I even created this whole minutes for sales. And I know that I can help any salesperson um, improve in minutes. Because I've been doing it for 30 years. It's, it's not hard. You know, sales is, you know, the highest paid profession in the world. It can also be the lowest paid profession in the world. And I think so many people, 
get attracted to because a lot of sales jobs, even high paying sales jobs don't require a doctorate or a master's degree even, but it does require some talent and it requires effort and it requires desire to, to, uh, to work and like you said, to help the people. I think sales gets infiltrated by a lot of people who fell in every other walk of life because they're too lazy to do it. They're too lazy to, to do their homework, too lazy to really understand what they do. But it is a very, very rewarding career. It is a special talent. It is a talent that some are better than others. I mean, it's just like baseball or, or football or any other sport. It is, you know, there is some that are, are natural, but you can also take somebody with the right heart, the desire, and they can be coached. They can be part of a team. You can find a product that fits them that they can sell. And, you know, it sounds, uh, you know, I want to hear about minutes to sales. Can you tell us, you know, we only have two minutes, so, but let's, uh, let's start, start telling us about minutes to sales, how you, you, you know, we, you obviously have all this great sales background. You came up and you decided, Hey, I've got to build teams. How can I do this effectively, efficiently, quickly get confidence in your salespeople and make them better? Well, it's, it's, I was having some conversations with some friends of mine, even Karen Walker with, with the, the radio station. And, and how I used to train my salespeople was I'd go in and we'd have 100 people or more, and I'd say, okay, guys, what are people saying to you? What are you struggling with today? And I'd always start there. I didn't come in with a plan. I have no, I have no net. I don't you know, hit me with your best shot. Tell me what's going on. And what I found was um, I could always think of a way to approach it that was a little bit different and help them get immediate results. And I also saw the, the, you know, other people by listening to it. So it wasn't, I didn't try to solve everything today. I didn't try to work on everything. I just tried to see, you know, John, what are you having trouble with? You know, and, and, and then try to give that person something they could use like right now to get better. And it's a process. And, and the other thing I, I found is if people understand what they're trying to accomplish in sales is a process, but it's all born out of love and care and concern for the other person. It's natural. And, well, that's um, such a good and, statement. And stop trying to sell. Yeah, it, it is. If, if it is, if it's born for all the right reasons and you're putting people first and you ha- you'll have ethics and you want to work hard to help them. But Hey, we're going to take a break right now. We get back. We're going to talk more with Jeff about minute to and how he can help your sales team get on their way to better sales. You're listening to the mentors. TheMentorsRadio.com. You can get free podcasts, ask questions of our guests, and see more about the future shows that are to come. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. In classrooms across America, students are not learning the same history you did. Last year, McGraw-Hill apologized for calling slave trade immigration. And a popular world history textbook devotes a full chapter to Islam and Muhammad, but only a few sentences to Christianity and Christ. Recent federal testing shows students are far worse in knowledge of U.S. history than in math. Only 12% of high school students are proficient in U.S. history. Today's history textbooks not only fail to engage, they favor political correctness over true history. This is a serious problem that has a far-reaching impact on our culture and our future. What are your kids and grandkids learning? At CatholicTextbookProject.com, you'll find fresh, accurate, engaging history textbooks. Used in Catholic schools in more than 60 dioceses, these textbooks are highly praised by all, even award-winning secular university professors. Go to CatholicTextbookProject.com to find out why. This is a church, a church that might be like yours, with beautiful stained glass windows. Through the years, time and weather took their toll, so the people in this church went online and found Willethauser Architectural Glass. Willethauser did a free inspection and evaluation of the church's windows. Then their craftsmen with over 120 years of stained glass design and restoration experience brought the church's stained glass windows back to life. Willethauser.com 
Ah, my health insurance is killing me. Well, it was killing me, too. That's why I just switched to a non-insurance ministry. It only costs $320 per month for my family of seven, and it's even less for couples and singles. Wow. It's a solid organization, been around 17 years. We have the dependability of a proven method, but it's different. It's Christian-based, so we don't have to pay for non-Christian practices like abortions. Plus, we can choose our own doctors. What is it? Samaritan Ministries. SamaritanMinistries.org. That's easy to remember. SamaritanMinistries.org. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back to The Mentors. I'm John Phillips with my guest, Jeff Moner, founder of MinuteToSales.com. Before the break, Jeff was tell- started to tell us about MinuteToSales.com and how he can help you train your, how he helps train salespeople and can train your sales force. Jeff, the, you were telling us about how you would uh, talk to these salespeople, the people that you were training, and ask them, you know, what they're what they're having trouble with. What is probably like the most common thing that uh, that they come to you? You know, what, what's some of the most common things that people have trouble with? <laughs> the six inches between their ears. Um, <laughs> they, they come in with preconceived ideas or preconceived notions that simply don't exist, and and they they see objections. Um, not they, they they don't understand what's really going on. So what I try to do is show them to reframe it, whatever the particular problem is. You know, it, it's a lot of salespeople they have problems making cold calls. So that's a whole different set of problems if it's if you sell on the phone as opposed to someone that's selling face to face where they bring somebody in. So the, the most common problem is first of all um, when they start out with people. You know, they they prejudge them like you pointed out in the case of the car dealer. And then the other, the other problem is a lot of people are just afraid to ask for the money. They're afraid to hear no. They're, 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 they're terrified of it. Um, and so I work with them to reframe that. In fact, one of the things that I'll teach people is, is whatever the reason is the person tells you no, tell them that's exactly why they should do it. And it's funny how that works, and I, can, I could give you some examples. But um, I, I just try to help them look at look at the situation differently, depending upon what it is and where they're struggling. So um, the most common is limiting beliefs within themselves. That's the most common problem. <laughs> I can sure relate to that. I, too, had, in growing up, had trouble with uh, cold calls. You know, I I always wanted to have somebody, uh, you know, we, we I put that back on the marketing department. Get me a lead where somebody wants to come there wants us to come there and wants to show you a product, I'll go there, I'll meet them, and I'll sell them from there. But to start that initial interest is a little bit different, and it was it was, it was was hard for me. In my sales force right now, we actually don't do a lot of that. We do require some of it just kind of to help um, keep that as a possibility. Also, for people that are just starting on a sales force, it's a great way to build, to build their pipeline. And... Uh, so you talk about uh, you know th- those problems that they come there and reframing it. Now, is minute to sales something that is just for individual salespeople, or are you working with companies' entire sales forces? Well, I, I've worked with companies' sales forces before, and that's not the minute to sales idea was just hey, let's help some people sell something. If you have a problem with a lot of salespeople. Um, probably should come and see what you're selling and, and personalize it for, for you or for your company, whoever that is. But anybody can benefit from it um, because they're, they're principles. And, you know, you do something really, really smart. I believe it's segmenting sales from marketing because they're different jobs. And, and even though marketing, marketing is still selling no matter what you call it, it's just that if you have a, a closer who's really, really good at asking for the money and bonding with people, chances are he's never going to make good sales calls. Chances are he's also not going to ask for referrals. There's a lot of things that great salespeople do um, that are very, very positive, but they also have habits and mannerisms unnoticed that I just can't fix them. So I try to build a system and a process around it to take into account human nature and, and, and maximize the efforts of your sales and your marketing. And, in fact, in the timeshare business, that's why I was different. Um, I could understand both the sales and the marketing, which there's probably 
five individuals in the planet that can understand both timeshare sales and marketing because they keep everything separate and sort of like a, a, a really a natural uh, barrier. And um, I could go in and, and, and get right in between because I understood both the sales and the marketing. I do it all my life every day. You know, it's kind of amazing. And every you know, all my best salesmen think they're the best marketers in the company as well, even <laughs> though they don't do anything with marketing. <laughs> and it is definitely, definitely, definitely different. And, of course, all the marketers think all the... I bet when you're struggling to get enough, I bet when you're struggling to get enough people to talk to, that's when they have the most ideas, too. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, and everything, and, and like you said there, it was interesting. You said that, if I understood you right, that your best salespeople were the ones that didn't ask for referrals? Absolutely. Was that what you... It's a, yeah, they just won't do it. Explain that to me. I mean, you would think, you know, you have that much talent. What a way, what better way to maximize your efforts than take a happy customer who's in love with your product and in love with you and ask him to help you spread work. Well, I guess that comes comes back to that marketing thing. That's more marketing than it is sales, isn't it? Well, I, I think that if you bake it into the system, so like right up front if the sales guy is in his presentation, hey, listen, um, I don't care if you buy the day, whatever it is, but I'm going to show you around. I'm going to tell you about our product or service in the hopes that if you like it, that's great. But if not, I want you to tell people about it, right? Um, Hershey mm-hmm. built this whole company on word of mouth advertising. So just little blurbs up front, you let the person know, hey, listen, I'm, I'm going to ask you for people, you know. Um, and if you see something, it depends on what you sell. But another thing that I've taught people is if you see something you like today and it makes sense for you and you use it and you like it, I'm going to ask you to refer three times. Sound fair enough? And, um, and everyone's going to say yes in the beginning. Um, but, but I found I was struggling with one of my resorts. I couldn't get people to ask for referrals. Um, and I had one or two guys who would ask for them. So uh, people were complaining that how come, you know, Mark and, and Chris get all the referrals? And I said, well, because Mark and Chris ask for all the referrals. And um, I found it's a way no to real it. secret, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's no, well, I, I found a way to solve it because, you know, I, I, we gave everybody a gift, right? In the time she ruled, everybody has to get gifts. So I had this nice old southern lady, Jane, and gifting. And I told her, hey, Jane, it's your job to get 10 referral names from people who buy and 10 referral names from people who don't buy. And I'm going to pay you 50 cents for every referral name you get so you can make some extra money and you can give away some gifts to get it. Well, don't you know that she averaged like seven referrals for buyers and non-buyers alike? Um, and all the sales guys said, nobody will give you me, nobody will give it to you. So that's what the sales people have said, they just won't give it to you. And um, I know they'll give it to you if you ask, but I, I, I wasn't smart enough to solve that problem with salespeople. So I figured out, okay, um, let me just let me just engineer the process better. Yeah, I mean that probably is more of a motivation thing. I mean, as as a manager, I would think the problem with that is, and, and maybe I'm completely wet wet on this, but is the salespeople are not seeing the benefit to them for the referrals. They're seeing they talk to this person, they sell them a product, they buy, he gets paid. And they probably don't have the big picture, the foresight to understand that those seven people or those 10 people that that person tells you about may have two or three more um, cells in there. But that's kind of more of marketing for them. They're geared to who's in front of them, them and now, I, I'm guessing. Yeah, well, I'd like to tell you, I, I was smart right from the beginning, but I didn't really realize the power until after 20 years. And finally, I am <laughs> thinking how many millions of dollars I left on the table. Um, because I didn't engineer referrals into every sale right from the beginning. It's That's a really good idea, though, to engineer them like that if the salespeople aren't going to ask for them, but to have your system ask for them, which when we come back after the break, I'm going to tell you what we actually do in a service company to get referrals and help our marketing. You're listening to The Mentors Radio. I am John Phillips, and I'm speaking with Jeff Moderate, founder of MinuteToSales.com. He is here to show you how to increase your sales. Stay with us. We'll be back after the break. Attention salespeople. Are you struggling trying to make sales on a daily basis so you can earn more money and enjoy a better lifestyle? Are you sick and tired of prospects telling you they want to think about it and not being able to pay your bills? End all that now by going to www.minutestosales.com and sign up for my free webinar. 
Hello, I'm Jeff Modern, and I regularly hear from salespeople and business owners who are struggling to get more sales because they don't know how to sell in a clear and convincing way. And that was me when I started out in sales more than 35 years ago. I knew I had a great product that made people's lives better, but for some reason, I just didn't know how to tell people about it in a clear and convincing way. I couldn't even close the door, so to speak. But all that changed when I cracked the code. Since then, I've helped hundreds of people to understand the process and be able to sell at will. If you'd like to start making more sales immediately, sign up for my free webinar at www.minutestosales.com where you can experience for yourself my simple, amazing process and see how it instantly improves your sales ability. Go to www.minutestosales.com today and sign up for my free webinar. Talk to you soon. You need a break. This August, enjoy seven days at a stunning villa nestled in the hills of Tuscany, Italy for a -a one-of-a-kind symposium. You'll savor private walks in unspoiled countryside, majestic vistas overlooking olive groves and vineyards, a swimming pool, tennis court, and a private chef to delight your palate with the finest Italian cuisine. Day trips to Florence and Siena, insider tours of some of the world's greatest treasures in art and architecture, lectures and seminars from world-class speakers, including Dr. Michael Eshleman with National Review. Dr. Jeffrey Lehman of Hillsdale College and noted art historian Monsignor Timothy Verdon, director at the Museum of the Famous Duomo in Florence. You'll experience relaxed, engaging discussions with like-minded new friends. Refresh your spirit. Awaken your sense of wonder. Go to TuscanyTrip.org to learn more. That's TuscanyTrip.org. TuscanyTrip.org. <sighs> Imagine waking up and walking just eight steps to your work. No commute, no traffic. You set your own hours, full-time or part-time. Your choice. Supplement your income, replace your income. It's up to you. Hopeinacan.com can help you get there. These aren't empty promises. When Catherine, a popular hairstylist back east, became ill and needed different work, she became part of the Hope in a Can team. Within two years, she not only regained her health, but also more than replaced her income. Mary, a nurse and mother of nine in the Midwest, quit nursing to be with her family and work from home. Her income put nine children through college. A near-retirement dentist is happily building a post-retirement business. What are your goals? Call now, toll-free to learn more. 855-921-HOPE. That's 855-921-HOPE. Or go to hopeinacan.com. That's hopeinacan.com. Hopeinacan.com. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back to The Mentors. You can find us on the web at thementorsradio.com, where you can subscribe to podcasts, send us questions, give us feedback, and much more. I'm John Phillips. I'm with Jeff Motter, founder of Minute to Sales. Before the break, I was telling you about a way that we in the service industry helped our uh, referral program. So each project that we do, we have a team on site and they execute the contract as the customer signed. And at the final day, we have them do a walkthrough with the customer going over everything that was done in the contract. They inspect the work. They looked at what we did, um, answer any questions that they have. And then the final thing when they're done, is we have what we call a completion report and it asks some questions on there you know is everything cleaned up satisfactory was everything executed properly was everything on the contract done do you have any questions where they all answered and they go through all that it has their name their title some comments and my my uh, crews project managers will ask you know this is where you can tell your tell my boss what you think about me and you know some fill it out some um, most actually most with them asking that because you know they've just spent a week with these people they're very happy with what they got they write nice comments then at the bottom um, it asks may we use this for marketing purposes uh, we can we use you as a reference and we can we use this for marketing purposes and every one of them in fact if they don't do it we end up sending out management back there to find out what the problem is if there's anything we need to correct we will do it right thing because we want them to be a completely 100% satisfied but what's interesting is we then are able to utilize that um, for our marketing purposes it's worked out really well 
And what you might want to do is have them pull out their phone and have somebody make a quick video. Hey, this is, you know, Jeff, and I just got to tell you about what a great job these guys did and how happy I am. And, you know, just shoot a quick blurb that you could use also to make that a little bit better. Ah, now I'm going to have to pay you. That's a great idea. And then you turn, turn around, send that into marketing. They put it up on Facebook, and you get more interaction with the customer. So now that's an excellent marketing tool, an excellent sales tool. And then, of course, our potential customers are out there seeing that. But, Jeff, it's been really good listening to some of your stories and stuff. But what I'd like you to do now is sell us on the, the minutetosales.com. We'd like to get somebody that wants to improve their sales. How do we go about that? <laughs> well, you can go to minutetosales.com, sign up for a webinar, or send me an email at jeff at minutetosales.com. But I'm going to share with you a quick story. The, the, one of the best sales lessons I ever got, and it was from my four-year-old son. I was, he, was, he liked to dress as a superhero, so he's dressed up as Wolverine in his form. We're going to the Oakland Zoo, and, and his mother had laid out clothes for him because it's, it's going to be Dad and Dad Maze's day out at the, at the zoo. And I said, hey, Maze, would you do me a favor? Put on those nice clothes Mom set out for you. And he looks at me and says, Mad Dad, I want to wear Wolverine today. And I said, Maze, Mom and I would really like if you would put on those nice clothes that she, she laid out. And he looks and he's got this big old smile on his face. He says, Dad, I really don't care what you think all I, and what you want. All I care about is what I want. And I looked at him and I just, he had a smile, no animosity in his heart. And I realized that that's all anybody wants. They don't care about me. They don't, all they want is what they want. So it's our job as salespeople to find out what they want and how we can help them get it in a way that's going to make their life better and make them feel about it in a, in a good way and make them want to tell other people about it. So what I suggest, if, you, if you're struggling with sales and you want to get better, and I'm not talking about weeks, months, I'll help you get better. And I do live without a net sales training. I'm not prepared. I don't have any agenda. I'll just have a conversation with you and try to help you one-on-one -on -one in a group of people to get that better. Sounds, and then that sounds, that's what, it, that that's what it's great. all about. You bet. Well, we're running out of time here, but it's interesting what you said there. They, they do... People are in it for what they can get for themselves, and it's up to you as a salesperson to be able to to find them that product. Um, and and the coolest thing about it is, good sales is about good listening. And if you listen well enough, ask a few questions, you'll build enthusiasm. If you listen, everybody will tell you what they want to buy. Today we learned a lot with Jeff Motter, founder of MinuteToSales.com. He shared with us some practical and inside look at the sales process and how to make it work for your business. You've been listening to The Mentors Radio. I'm your host, John Phillips. Be sure to visit TheMentorsRadio.com to leave your questions, download free con podcasts and of the show, and much, much more. Everything you need to know about the show is right there. Tell your friends, colleagues. That's TheMentorsRadio.com. See you next week on the mentors it's been the mentors where remarkable ceos challenge your thinking about life and business to get more information about the program or a sponsor to download a podcast of today's show or to leave a question for our host go to the mentorsradio.com that's www.thementorsradio.com the preceding program copyright cbj llc all rights reserved